millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Come over there, slap you. Take my podcast name out of your goddamn mouth. <laughs> Flagship Podcast episode 299 from 20 Minute Tim. This is the Glasgow Derby preview. I'm your host Jamie and I'm joined as always by Stephen. Good to be back. And Melly. Yes. And this podcast is brought to you by our Patreon. Patreon.com slash 20 Minute Tims is where you will find us three leading the coverage for Glasgow Celtic. Especially in this massive month of games for Celtic. We will be there before match, after match covering it from all angles, including some fantastic features. It all starts from about £2.50 a month. If you want fan media, if you want fans covering the club, that's the way to do it. Support us on patreon.com slash 20 Minute Tims. Or if you just like this podcast and this is the flagship and you consume that and you want to support us and help us improve, that's the way to do that as well. There is a link in the bio below. Please check it out. Stephen, I wanted to get all the housekeeping out of the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, It is a big month for Celtic and it begins... This weekend. This is the big one, guys. I can feel it feel it in my water. This mm. is the big one. It's bigger than that. It's large. This <laughs> 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 it's all I feel like the whole season has been building up to this this one game. Now I'm not going to go as far to call it as a decider. Mm. Not going to do that. I'm going to hint at it. I'm going to strongly hint at it. But we'll we'll get into all the details, all the various permutations and all that. But this is starting to feel like a big old week. The the start of a big old month, but a, well, it starts with us. Quite remarkable, Martin Melly, that Stephen said, you know, it's it's a big game, it's as big as that, it's large. <laughs> uh, and it's by no accident. Hard work has got us into the position. I mean, we come October, people thought the league was over. Andrew was, Andrew was complaining about it. We were off the pace at Rangers. We said what we want to do is get into the January window, you know, within touching distance of Rangers. We would take, even at the beginning of the season, we were saying, what would you take from this season? We're saying, oh, you know what? We would take losing the league, but just by, you know, Four or five points within touching Pathetic. distance. Pathetic. I know. Little slugs. Little slugs <laughs> back then. Yeah. I know. Now, this game on the horizon, we could go six points clear. Yeah, we can. And I'm looking forward to it. But at the same time, when Stephen was talking there, I was just thinking, wait a minute, we've got another one of these league games in a month's time where we're probably less than that. We'll probably go, no, nah, this is actually the big <laughs> one. This is the big one. Shh, don't so, say that. Build this episode up. <laughs> we'll, we'll do this again. So we're going to do it for that and the semi final as well. They're all going to be the biggest ones. Mm. But this is this is what it's all about because we've seen Celtic, we've beaten Rangers, we've seen at the start of the season how we get beat 
beat by them. So looking at this game going into it, there's more of a level playing field now because it, come the start of the season when you were saying October, very start of the season, I'd have been so fearful of this game. Now I'm just looking forward to it and that is very rare in these sorts of derby games because I think Celtic can win. That's not to say they will, but there's a very good chance because of the way we're playing. In preparation for this podcast, Stevie and I went back and watched the last game at Ibrooks, partly mm. just to remind myself how far we've come because we have come a, a lot, yeah, a, yeah. a long way since Played then. Quite well, by the way. Well, that's it because we we lost that game, right? We lost that game. We lost it one 0 But watching it back again, it was a wee bit closer than I remember. There was some good chances in the game. Odson Edward missed an absolute oh, sitter. That's the worst of them uh, all, man. The, the worst, um, was it Kyogo or Abada could have squared it for McGregor mm, yeah. um, to put it away and there was one other good chance another thing. Kyogo nobody... went through the, it, it was, uh, Kyogo shot instead of crossing it to Christie and Kyogo put through by Tony Ralston and Keeper came out and smelled it. That was it and then, you know, Joe Hart's gone up for a corner <laughs> in, a, in a league yeah. game in September whenever that was. So, it was, a, it was a lot closer than I remember it. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad you helped me out with some of the details there because when Seems these... Seems like an age ago, doesn't I, it? It does. That, and that's, yeah, and that's exactly my point. It's When we lose these games, I tend to just file them away forever and forget all about them. Like a lot of last season, like a lot of those games where we came up against them mm. and get shown up, I've just... I can't picture them at all. I, I can't imagine them. So that one was... It's quite hard to put myself back then because... Felt very differently about the team. The, the serious questions been asked. Maybe it's starting to be dispelled a little bit. The the notion that we've, we've got the wrong man in mm. this guy's no no got it and all that. But remember that we started that season or this season rather losing the first three away games yeah. and then yeah. lost to Rangers as well. And everybody was like, "This is this is going really badly." So you're absolutely right. We have come an awful long way. I, I'll be honest. I mean, I, again, I. I feel like I do this on every one of the, the previews or or the build-ups to these games that we do. Slightly nervous about it, but that's not because I think Rangers are a better team than Celtic. It's just childhood trauma. Yep. Don't, don't minimise my trauma. I, I just grew up in an era where we didn't win these games. Trigger warning <laughs> yeah, exactly. for Stephen we're playing Rangers. Melly, that team on the day... Well, I was just about to say, I think the midfield three and front three, only one of them's likely to start mm. this weekend yeah well you've got uh, Joe Hart who started Juranovic Starfelt Stephen Welsh and Ralston at right back David Turnbull Callum McGregor Ryan Christie in midfield Furuhashi Odson Edward and Liel Abada all started the game how many of those Melly are likely to start this weekend if, if McGregor will start out the front six maybe but um, Abada's maybe get a chance but I doubt it so it's all change for Celtic and like even then at the back Greg Taylor will likely start won't he and the absolute rock Cameron Carter Vickers mm. will be in there so it could be all changing it's not as if it's bad changes like we've got options like I'm considering the midfield free thinking oh, it could be this it could be this but I'm not against any of the options really and then up front as well like, who goes back fit do we put him back in or is it an option off the bench who plays is it out wide is it Maeda or Abada all good options and Jack Amakis is banging them in recently as well so and most of these players have played against Rangers recently and beaten them so it's not as if they're going into this complete novices so that's why I'm quite looking forward to the game but in that way that Stephen feels perversely looking forward to it but also (laughs) perversely worried that oh no part of me Stephen feels like this this game against Rangers the first game that we're talking about it's a bit of an anomaly that wasn't Ange's team and that was very early days for Ange Postacoglu and Celtic. And that was our period of bad form. And do you know what? As Melly said, we didn't really play that badly. I know the the narrative from the time was, you know, 
it's probably because of the games we lost at the time. Oh, that, another disaster. I can't believe we got beat at Ibrooks. But we didn't really play that badly in retrospect. Then Angie's team have Rangers at Celtic Park and absolutely battered the life out of them. Absolutely murdered them. I'm going to Ibrox here with, with some optimism. I think we are more likely to get the team that we saw at Celtic Park than the one that we saw at Ibrox Bank September. Oh, yeah, 100%. Aye. I think there's all manner of reasons to believe that we're in a much better place then than, or aye. now than then. Of How far of do you think we have come since then? Oh, Want to put a distance on it? Yeah, <laughs> if you could measure it in kilometres. <laughs> 4.8. What's the difference between what's the distance between Parkhead and Ibrooks? Because it's quite literally that distance. Right. But no, we're, we're much, much better place. And some of the players, like there was still a lot of, I wouldn't say ill feeling uh, about some of the players, but we'd started to lose the trust or started to lose trust rather mm. in a lot of the players who were one foot out the door. I think Christie left almost immediately after that, didn't yeah. he? Uh, Edward was gone shortly after that. And that miss in that game has come to define his entire Celtic career. So bad, but man. Forget all the other stuff he did, but it was basically... There was a narrative that. after that game, wasn't it, that he just couldn't be asked. <laughs> there was a, oh, just get me, he can't be asked. He couldn't be asked scoring that chance. No, yeah. he just fluffed his lines and, on, and made a number of mistakes in that game, including playing Kyogo out wide, which I don't think we're likely to see all that often again. I, I mean, I wouldn't go as far as to say that he can't play there, but it's not ideal. So that was, I think, really just a case of trying to manage the resources that we had at the time. We're totally different now because we've got genuine options, but that was just a, a way to try and get Edward and Kyogo Was that the, the game Kyogo literally just stepped off the plane like the night before? No, it was Hearts. It was yeah, that Hearts yeah, away? Yeah. Just an interesting one on this. Celtic made three subs. They brought in Tom Rogic, fine. Mm. Other two subs they brought in a change of game. Sorrow and Adam and I'm, just looking at this, I'm just looking at the subs in that game like, If you want to know how far Celtic have come Stephen Why don't we look at the bench The bench in that day was Biton, Ayeti, Soro, Rogic, Urogide, Scott Bain and Adam Montgomery Yeah I, I mean with, with the exception of maybe Biton I don't expect to see any of those guys in the bench Or Scott Bain as well obviously No, it'll depend on what Ayeti's up to Ayeti, <laughs> <laughs> I mean one thing I was thinking, just while well, well, Yeti's fresh in our heads here, um, I, I was thinking today that I've heard a lot of people saying that Rangers can't play as badly again as they did at Celtic Park. Mm. Now, that's the kind of thing you hear a lot. You can. You, you can, can play as yeah, badly as that. It's like, it's like you would say, well, Yeti can't have as bad a season as he had last season again, but here he is doing it again. Those words came out of our mouth. Basically on a weekly basis yeah. last season, didn't they? Oh, well, nobody's bad this week. Well, worse. It's not worse. how it works. Is that, see, the, see the bad guy that comes to, to fives? He's just terrible. Mm. What you don't say to him coming off the pitch is, can he play as badly as that again, mate? I mean, <laughs> the thing is, Ange might have Gio's number. Yeah. He might have Gio there. So what are Rangers fans expecting that Ange has forgotten how to beat Rangers over the mm. past over the past week? Well, I think the one thing that gives me encouragement is, I know they say this, cliché, we should have like a, a jingle for this whenever someone comes up with a cliche, right? The form book goes out the window in, mm. in Glasgow derbies. Not sure it does. I, I think the team who's in form tends to sort of come out on top. And our form recently has been very, very strong. And Rangers form since the winter break mail has been patchy. Are you saying get a, get a new form book? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Guilty. Get Guilt. a new form book. Don't like your form again. <laughs> the, the, the form book usually does, it does stay in the window, doesn't it? Because mm. the team that are playing well are usually the better team on the day. There you go. There, there's your new cliche. The form book <laughs> stays in the window. I'm sure we've it had an episode. Bookshelf, yeah. so. I'm sure yeah. we've had an episode in the past called The Form Book Comes in the Window <laughs> <laughs> years ago. But the, the difference being now is the stupid fans thing that oh. Rangers locking all our fans out and giving us this mm. tiny allocation and 
while I'm still confident Celtic can go and do the job because we'll just play our own game. We'll not try to change too much of what we do. And if we do that, we should be okay. But the thing is, that crowd will get their players up like no, no, like it wrong, did for mate. us. I've got to you here. But it could it could go the swing the other way as well. Mm. But or, but at the same time, look, it depends how the game starts and how who gets the first goal because in these games, the guy the team that gets the first goal tends to win. But with this. With this fan thing, I just hate it so much, man. It used to be a spectacle. It used to be the game you looked at and thought, if we win this, this could be brilliant. Yet most Celtic fans will be won't be able to go because shite bags. <laughs> let, let, let me tell you something. I I think this fan thing is going to bite them in the, the arse because hopefully they have been well documented that they don't like playing at Ibrox front of the they feel the pressure they prefer it when the pressure's off they prefer when there's no expectation on them when there's no pressure when there's pressure they crumble and see if we play against them the way that we play against everyone else Stephen and I don't expect Ange to approach this game any differently high pressure high press from the off see if they're not starting to get a grip on this game by about 10 or 15 minutes their fans are going to go tonto and yeah. they're going to have 60,000 Rangers fans on the 50,000 Rangers fans <laughs> on their back pick me up on the important things here <laughs> right? they're going to have 50,000 Rangers fans on their back and I I just think this whole they think they're playing a clever game here by locking Celtic fans out the stadium I, I think it's going to bite them in the arse yeah I, I think so I, it, it must be said there's 700 people getting tickets it doesn't, uh, count, it doesn't count for well, it it's still full house it, it's 700 it's, a, it's such a, a hilarious number as well because it was what eight thousand back back mm. in the day, and then it was eight hundred. So they've now given us seven hundred. So mm. they must have had a meeting about this, thinking, "What's the pettiest thing we can do? <laughs> yeah. Is it zero or is it a hundred and three tickets? Can we get away with seven hundred ninety nine? Or no, are just you, make it seven hundred. You suggest that Rangers Football Club are petty? No, oh, I wouldn't dream of it. The what establishment you? club, yeah. what, what uh, Quinti- quintessential <laughs> British petty club? The let, famous. Uh, let, let me tell you something. I, I would not call Rangers Football Club but it's not like they pulled out of a glamour <laughs> multi-million pound friendly because Celtic fans on the internet were winding them up about it that their fans got so angry I just made up made up that we got a, a higher fee it might be true it might not be but we just basically made yeah. it up and, and let it stick and they get absolutely furious about it <laughs> I saw a statement that if, if you're unaware of what we're talking about they Aye. have officially now pulled out of this uh, Angie's homecoming tour in Australia in Sydney uh, it wasn't even called that. No, that was no, us that yeah, called it no, that. No, that was just, yeah, <laughs> unofficial branding. Uh, the, one of the reasons given is that we were basically refusing to use the tag Old Firm. <laughs> why are they so... We didn't die. Why are they so desperate to use it when we don't want to be a part of it? I know. It's, everything they do is, everything they do at like a board level seems so petty. So, so petty. And then, see, when I saw that they pulled out of it, I just thought, that's we've played a blinder here, right? Celtic didn't say a thing. They just went, oh, I've signed up for this thing. Here's the details. They didn't even announce what teams were playing in it. And all it took was some Celtic <laughs> fans on Twitter bamming up the Rangers fans. Rangers fans were protesting their own games. And then the board pulled out. And I just thought, this mentality doesn't get you very far. And it's the same mentality, Stephen, as you touched on, that brought about this petty move to lock us out of the Rangers, ground. Rangers, as, as a club, and I'm not talking about New club, blah, blah, blah. But Rangers as a club, they couldn't be more divorced. Could they? They're absolute divorced dad. Yes. They're, still, they're like... They turned the wings against his wander in the street, still with her wedding ring on, the long divorce. <laughs> oh, it's still the old firm. And like, it's absolutely embarrassing. The, the Lawrence Fox, they're the Lawrence Fox <laughs> of the football world. But, uh, but, but to go back to the, the game, uh, yes. uh, if we must, mm. um, I know I said up front that 
you know, they can't play as badly as they did in that game. That, that is true to an extent in a different context because I don't think they can play the same way. Again, no. I don't think they can afford to do that. I expect big changes from them, particularly in midfield. They can't let Celtic away with that again, just run straight mm. over the top of them. So I don't expect to see certain players and I expect them to shore it up quite a bit. But the fans thing, the fans thing is absolutely pathetic. Um, to, to tell the truth, see if I had something, I didn't get a ticket obviously, but if I, if, I don't know if I would call that. Podcasters. <laughs> couldn't even get a ticket for the oh, game locked out um, disgraceful I'd, I don't know if I'd, I'd fancy going to that anyway to oh, be I'd honest to go, man. I'd just, uh, it's, it's so like, I've got better things to do on my Sunday than sit around getting showered with piss and called a Fenian <laughs> bastard and that's just in the house <laughs> but um, I, I just think that the atmosphere will be absolutely horrible the songbook will be absolutely vile and all that and I just I wish it would, it would go back to just being Back in the old days, back uh-huh. how it was, but it just—it's so tragic. Let's not forget that the reason we're locked out is because they get sick of seeing us. <laughs> yeah, party, yeah, party exactly. every, yeah. every time we beat them. Um, Celtic obviously have uh, Celtic obviously have launched the season tickets today. When I was talking to someone at Celtic, I was like, "Does that mean that we are going to get them back in for the for the return leg at Celtic Park or the next time?" He says, ah, "It's probably going to be seven hundred Rangers fans, or whatever it was that that we corner." I'm sort of. I'm really, really torn on it because I do like the the atmosphere when it's like the the, the higher opposition, and I like the atmosphere at Ibrox when we've got the full house there and all that. But that atmosphere at Celtic Park was a different class. Yeah, it was great. It was one of the the, the best nights we've had this season. Right. I absolutely loved it. But it kind of felt like that was the what's the word I'm looking for? Just what you thought Celtic have completely arrived this season. Mm. We all we knew how good the football was, but we had to go out and beat them and we'd done it. And there was that sort of relief and joy at the same time. But when you're thinking back to games and beating them, there's nothing better than seeing them streaming out or being raging. Or as soon as you score, you have that second elation. Then you remember they're there and yeah. you turn to them. <laughs> yes. I absolutely love it. And the, the days we've had out at Ibrooks as well, mm. like, that's unbelievable. That's some of the best days of your Celtic yeah. supporting careers. So I think we need to get back to that because I think it's a spectacle as well. well Aye, they've killed it as a spectacle, yeah. haven't they? So in the, look, if it turns out the way it probably will this or it might do this season that Rangers won both their home games and Celtic win both their home games, what's the point in the game then really? There mm. obviously is a point to the game, but if you're just going to pull it in with all your own fans because you're too scared to have people partying in your home ground, then you're just going to win those games. So it's not the league's not going to be decided by those games. You're not really getting an advantage yeah. at all, are you? But the, and what you say, Jamie, as well, if Celtic can go out and impose themselves on the game at the start and Rangers are struggling with possession or they aren't attacking as much as their fans will want, I'm really interested to see that how that will play out for them because Celtic can go into this game and if they win it, they're in a great position. But if they avoid defeat, we're still in a really, really good position. Rangers, anything but a win mm. is a disaster for them. Really, a real disaster for them. And going into these games, a lot of the time when it has been close, it's the team that want it more. But I haven't seen that from this Rangers team. They seemed last season, they were just better than us. I don't know if they've got that. Last season that's, doesn't count, man. Exactly. I don't know if they've got <laughs> that sort of fight COVID in them. that If they have to go out and win a game against us, they can go and do it. So I'm going to be interested to see how it plays out in that way because the way we'll play, we'll just keep playing our own game and try and keep as much possession as you want. And you know, if we're doing that, the Bears in the stands will be mm. ravenous. Uh, uh, Rangers are not going to win their two home games. 
we're, we're going to pump them next. We're going Oof. to pump them. I, I, that spoiler for the end of the podcast prediction. <laughs> but we're going to we're going to absolutely pump them. Uh, Stephen, who frightens you in the Rangers team? Well, as I said, I, I expect the the lineup to be very different. I, I Sorry to interrupt, but just as we record this, pictures have emerged of uh, Alfredo Morelos <laughs> arriving at Glasgow Airport on crutches. Yeah, and a tracksuit that doesn't fit him. Uh, that, that's uh, what frightened me. That yeah, tracksuit, uh, yeah. a tracksuit that doesn't fit him, and a silly red hat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Do you believe he's injured? No buying it. No. Do you believe he's injured? And how much of a blow for Rangers is it if he's injured? Uh, huge. Um, mm-hmm. I know the... Uh, I don't he is huge. Yeah, he, he is. He's <laughs> tubby little fun stuff yeah. from Colombia. <laughs> um, I don't... He didn't play in the previous game, did he? I think it was Roof mm. through the middle from his early part from memory. Yeah. Um, so, he was uh, on inter- international duty, Timmy, uh, wasn't he? That's, oh, so he was. That's got us right, of course. Uh, because... We made a deal, <laughs> yeah. made a deal with the Beaks at the SFA. Remember? Yes. Yeah, that's right. Um, so that that game, I expect them to be very different. I expect them to have a totally different midfield. I don't know if they play our field. I expect them to play Lundstrom. Probably ja- Lundstrom's yeah. an option. Jack probably just taking us, yeah, stiffing things up a little bit in midfield. Ramsey, he has become a running joke on this podcast and and wider because he's barely played. He's the biggest signing ever in history of Scottish football. Mm. On that, can we agree that if he does nothing between now and the end of the season, he's officially the biggest flop in Scottish football? Uh, because he can't be the biggest signing without being the biggest flop. You make me nervous, Stephen, because <laughs> yeah. I have said this in the podcast before. He's a quality player. He yep. hasn't contributed to this point, yep. but he is capable of contributing at a level. And there is a history of players who only ever turn up for a Glasgow <laughs> yeah, yeah, Derby. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? We've seen it before. So I'm quite happy to make these, these bold statements after the podcast. I'm not usually <laughs> yeah, a nervous yeah. man, but the Ramsey thing... It's making me nervous. Yeah, I've memed myself here. Yes. Uh, exactly where I was going with it. As much as he's become a bit of a joke, there's no denying that he is a very, very good player. What I said at the time, with the enormous caveat that if he stays fit, and he hasn't, mm. um, if, if he stays fit, he is Rangers' best player by a mile, by an absolute mile. Just on paper, in terms of reputation and stature in the game, he is easily Rangers' best player, and he's not to be dismissed. As, much, as funny as it's been that he's barely played, if he plays in this game... I will be. I mean, he asked me who scares me. Yeah, uh, but I, I wouldn't go as far as to say that. But I, it would be a concern because the the midfield fell apart at Celtic Park, and if they put in Jack and Ramsey and maybe Lundstrom, I don't see that happening again to the Do same you level. Think so? I think this game's going to be decided in the midfield. Mm. And if say, for instance, they start Jack, Ramsey, and Lundstrom, there's a lot of physicality there. Yeah, there's a quality in passing. Um, in, in, in Ramsey Lundstrom's pretty good at moving the ball he's like a Scott Brown type back in the day a bit can move the ball forward what midfield three because that's the question Celtic have got what midfield three do we play to combat that because yeah. you've got McGregor in there good player but no very physical not hugely physical Rio Hatate physical but erratic his, erratic yeah. and his form's a bit iffy hmm. and then you've got that third spot which near Bitton O'Reilly Rogic, McCarthy, Turners, yeah, Turn Robo Dave, Sorrow, to, to Sorrow. <laughs> hero of the Derby mm. in the past. Yeah, he could bring Sorrow back. Yeah, I've, I've seen it suggested that Beton might be a good option for this. Ooh, mm, I no. just can't uh, remember the bit on meter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's there's been a lot of goodwill for near Beton recently because he has done okay. That, mm. I think that's basically it. But we've done the massive fan overcorrection where oh he's been outstanding this season. Yeah. I don't think he has. I'm not a I'm not a hater. I'm not a near near hater. But 
do I see the value in playing him in this game? I just can't because it would mean... But I just want as many of these players in as possible. I just want I want McGregor in there and I want that front five sort of thing. It's the just, midfield that worries me. Yeah, I, I, I just, I want them overwhelmed and I think the way better to do that is to have McGregor at the base of it and two others. One of the main reasons I wouldn't play Beaton is because I think Rangers will try and press Celtic when they, they know Celtic are going to play it from back. We'll play a usual game but they'll try and press us with their front three and they can, apart from the last game, they're quite good at that sometimes. Mm. So Celtic will be coming up against a team that's decent in that and we don't get that an awful lot. So what we need to do is move the ball from defence into midfield quickly. That's not what Neil Beaton does. No. But Cal McGregor receives the ball in the half turn and he can get forward quickly. And I think that's, that's well, there's a lot of reasons I wouldn't play Neil Beaton, but I think that's the main reason for me because we need to get the ball moving quickly because we've seen the second Hattati goal Rangers saying it sat off us. We got the ball in the midfield, down the wide, and then cut inside and got it to Hatati bang 2-0. Mm. If we can do that round them and bring get the ball up the pitch, they're gonna be they're gonna have their backs to go, they're gonna have to move back. And I think if Celtic can do that and pressure them and keep them up where we want them, it'll be so much ben- more beneficial for us. And I think as well, with the Rangers midfield, I think Ryan Jack's the one we need to stop having mm. any influence in this game because while Lundstrom and uh, Ramsey are better players, Jack's the one that sort of makes them tick for me. So mm. I think we need to get energy in and around him. So if I was going, I'm definitely having McGregor in there. I'd probably go with Hattati and O'Reilly because it is sheer energy, sheer force that will be in there. They're not the best when it comes to tackles, but if we're pressing them, we don't really need to be tackling them. And for winning balls, we don't need to be flying into challenges. So I think that midfield free, it's done it before. The only other thing is Rogic coming in, but is he back from injury fully? He was training, yeah. but Rogic at Ibrooks, it can go one of two ways depending on how the game's going. He has his smashing games, and he has the games he disappears. And I'm just thinking, look, Celtic can stay in this game, be in it, either winning or a goal behind or drawing. And then with 60 minutes, you look at your bench, you've got a bad Kyogo, Turnbull, Rogic. You know, that, that, that's game changers there. So that, that will frighten Rangers so I think if we can keep in this game at the start get a leader withdrawn get the energy in the midfield and don't let them dictate because that's that's the way they'll get it it's only that midfield and the delivery from Tavernier will always do it and you know what Brian Kent's like so just don't put a foot near him when he gets to the box because you know what will happen this is favourite yeah, that, that's not an ITK reveal, by the way. We're just speculating about Kyogo being back in the bench. I don't yeah. want people tweeting us tomorrow saying, I'd oh, be training, but yeah, that, that's supposed so. But I, I had heard that he's, he's been basically fit for a couple of weeks now, so yeah. we're maybe hoping. Well, there's, well, there's rumours that he's been fitter than we've let on yeah, yeah. in the hope that he doesn't get called up for Japan. Smart but, stuff, yeah. It, it, Sneaky. I always question that, though. I always think, like, I feel like he'd want to play. Well, for that's Japan. what I'm saying. See, a player wants to play. He's like, Hold on, are you lying to my national <laughs> FA here about how fit I am, so you don't want me to go? Um, the Kuyogo one's an interesting one because Yakimakis is in good form. Steven, he's, he's been scoring the goals. But Kuyogo is the better player. And oh. when you have a player of the quality of Kyogo, you just no play him. Someone else made the, the comparison recently that, okay, Henrik Larson was injured and we played other players in his place. But when he came back fit, he got right back into the team. Is Kuyogo that level of player where you're like, look, Yakimakis, thanks for all you've contributed to this point of view, but... We're going to play the absolute superstar, the better player we've got here. There's also the nature. Then the nature of the injury is if he's fit, he's fit. You know, if his hamstring's fine, he's clear to play. He's clear to play. Twentieth of December was the last 
90 minutes well he didn't play 90 minutes the cup final and then mm, and look how good he did then yeah uh, but then he came off the following week against uh, St Johnson so he's not played since last year the way he and Celtic plays a high pressing game very difficult to throw in a game like that I don't I, I mean I, I wouldn't worry so much about Koyogo the way I'd worry but I mean look at the impact he made when he just arrived look at the impact these Japanese guys have made almost right off the rip but we, we speak about it every week it's not like I don't think Koyogo's one of these guys right oh he needs a couple of games to get up to speed I think he would be chomping at the bit to go we saw it at the cup thing as Ange said maybe he was dying to play yeah. came on and won the thing for his Merrillis I do get the temptation uh, I do I do see it because it the the Larson to Hartson one is quite an apt mm. comparison. You, you don't have to directly compare those two players to know that Hugo probably is the Larson to Jackie Marcus is Hartson. Mm. It's probably like scales up and down. So I, I, what I did do you call scales up and what? Jackie Marcus. Jackie Marcus. All right, okay, that's fine. All right. that, that's definitely his name. <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely his name. Says it on his back. Um, <laughs> um, so I, I do get the temptation, but I think. I think I'm in Melly's camp, but I just think it's just a wee bit. I didn't the, say I was in that camp. Well, well, okay, right. The, the one who's just not pouring cold water on it, but just <laughs> yeah. dripping. You just, you just want just, to temper uh, expectations a wee bit yeah. here about about the Yakimaki starting. The, I mean, because yeah, there's fit and there's fit. There's the, mm. there's shown it in training, and there's been pitched straight. Yeah, well, yeah, it'd been pitched straight in a game like that. I wouldn't have like you. I wouldn't have concerns about needing to get up to speed. But it would be so, so harsh on Giacomacchus. And it's not even just about Kyogo being a better player. I just, I want to see how Giacomacchus does yeah. against Rangers because he gave them a torrid time the last time. Didn't get on the score sheet, was unlucky. Uh, but I just, I want to see that. I want to see, I've already spoken about the midfield just overwhelming them in the last game. I want to see as close to that as we can again. I don't imagine Rangers will allow that, but I want to see that. Mm. I also want to see, and I'm sort of jumping ahead to talk about the front three here, what Maida and Jackie Marcus can do, just giving them all sorts of problems. Mm. Question for you, Stephen oh. and Jamie. Okay. 60 minutes of Kyogo and then Jackie Marcus comes on, or 60 minutes and Jackie Marcus and Kyogo comes on. Kyogo's probably the better player, but what's going to run them more ragged? I'd probably say Jackie yeah. Marcus starting them with the physicality and then bringing on Kyogo, something completely different. Kind of depends where the game's pitched, though, doesn't it? If we're 2 mm. 0 down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? If we're 3 0 up or whatever. I think. Um, I think you probably start with Kyogo. I, I think you start with because he's the better player. So you start with <laughs> yeah, him. It's hard to argue with that. Yeah. And then he burns out, and then you bring yeah. on your second best player. Yeah. Hey, is that one? But it depend. It does depend how the game's going. Because if it's on a knife edge, you're one nil down or one each, and then you're going. I can get Kyogo on to win it, but. Mm. Does bringing Jack and Marcus on to win it have the same sort of impact for me? I'm not quite sure. The reason I'm pretty confident about this game is because I don't think Rangers play many teams like us. I don't think they played any team like us. Not even Dortmund mm. are, are going to press Rangers the way that we press Rangers. And you you, you touched on Maeda. I mean, how good are their centre halves in the ball? Goldson's okay on the ball. The rest of them are, are, are so so. Those centre halves are going to be. Absolutely, under so much pressure every time they get on that ball. Maeda's like a wee dog chasing a ball in a back garden. He does not let it go. Yeah. And they don't get that. And they're going to have to adjust to that. Yeah, I'll be interested to see how they line up in defence. Because what I would add on to the bit about Kyogo versus Jackie Marcus, if you're Goldson and A another, whether it's Balogun or Hellander, I'm not sure how they've been, mm. how, they've been how they're likely to line up. Because I remember turned up to a game where Balogun played it right back once and, yeah. and actually was very good so I'll be interested to see how they line up there but if you're one of these guys who would you rather play against Jackie Marcus or if, who would be you'd be more fearful of or you know, yeah mm. is, so I suppose that's a different angle on it as well 
the the defence, how good are they on the ball? I'm not I'm not sure. I expect that to be different as well from the last game because I just don't think you can play Barisic after his last performance. I know a lot of what was passed under the bridge since then, but he was so catastrophically bad at Celtic Park that I don't really see how you can pitch him in again. So maybe they go with Bassey plus someone else at centre mm. half because Bassey might play left back. Yeah, that's then. what I mean. Yeah, Bassey at left back, then another centre half in. Whether it's again whether it's Balogun or Hellander or whoever they've got fit, I'm not I'm not too sure on those. But I, I really I don't see how you can how you can put him back in because I saw the goals again show, I saw the goals again just today and that for Hilarious, a baddest goal he just sits down in the middle <laughs> of the box before the ball's even it's mad. It's just inexplicably bizarre performance what from I liked him. about that was even though it was entirely his fault he did still try to <laughs> mate like for a, his hand up for yeah, offside for a brief no he like pointed it to whoever was meant to block the cross <laughs> no. like for just a split second the ball goes in the net he's in his arse and he goes and then everyone looks up and he goes right fair enough <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't ready uh, <laughs> 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Spring has sprung and our friends at Manscaped have the tools for some spring cleaning in your pants. Trust me, your confidence is going to be blooming like the flowers upcoming this spring. Time to clear out that winter bush and join four other million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. If you go to manscaped.com, use the code TIMS, you get 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped. And by using that code, you will also receive two free gifts. So head on over to manscaped.com, use code TIMS for 20% off, free shipping and some free gifts. That's manscaped.com. I think that's where Celtic can get a lot of joy this weekend is down both flanks because mm. as we know Tavernier goes forward and that sort of gap that Rangers have always left between Tavernier and Goldson can get in there and when you look at the way Celtic played in the last game going down the wing that wing the 
that Abada goal you spoke about was just quick play, quick throw in, cross comes in, and then uh, Abada comes in from the other side. But it's going to look like it's going to be Jota and Maeda, and mm. you just think it's a torrid time if they can pin their full backs back and not let them out because we know Tavernier's got the good delivery. I think we can get in there. And just one more thing, and a wee thing for Jackamakis as well set pieces. Jack and Marcus could be crucial for Celtic mm. as well because we know the last game at Ibrox was decided by a set piece. Who was it? Uh, who was commentating that day? Just stuck all the blame on Starfield despite it no. not being his fault. So if we don't concede from set pieces, we know fine well that Celtic don't give up a lot of chances. So that's just one more thing for Jack and Marcus. When's Jack and Marcus getting his booking? Oh, the, the, well, Chris, the Chris Sutton clause when's it 12 well, minutes Willie, when it happens behind Willie Collum yeah, well, yeah. Willie yeah. Collum hear something behind him Father, Father William yeah he's the referee Willie Collum with that refereeing style of a guy that's just woke up from a bad dream in the centre <laughs> circle of, an, of a Glasgow derby he's like oh foul throw in he just panics doesn't he he's, he's an absolute panic merchant one of those dreams where he's woken up in the centre circle he's, he's got tights on instead of his shorts <laughs> and stuff like that yeah he's, he's gone to school wearing his tights instead ah, of yes, trousers yeah. that's, the, that's the referee style of someone with the panic that's went to school in the scud that's what he, that's what he, that's, that's what he referees like I think there's going to be plenty of bookings I think he Willie Collum isn't one of these like steady hand on the tiller referees. The game, nope. the game either goes to pot with him not booking people when he should, or just throwing yellow cards a bit like confetti. That's when the crowd comes into play, won't it? Because mm. every challenge at Celtic make the crowd will just be baying for a, a yellow Can card. Can we see now? He's definitely going to make an arse or something. Oh, yeah. that, that's a yeah. given, and at least one thing. And that, that that is a worry for me as well because Willie Collum, Bobby Madden, there's nobody I'd go. Oh, the ref won't have a saying yeah. this because that's what happened the refs in this country seem to be booked by crowd noises and all that sort of thing so as soon as Celtic make any sort of challenges it'll be oh red card red card and if even if it's not a yellow card challenge he'll give a yellow card anyway won't he it's going to be tasty man I'm, I'm, the great, more you, man. Uh, I'm just picturing my head tackles flying about <laughs> I mean I, I don't expect any protection from well they call him you're looking at players like likes of Ryan Jack he's mm. a dirty dirty player uh, there was one recently where he kind of ran in. It, it looked, couple, eh? it, it, he kind of ran in. It looked as if he'd studded them, but he kind of side footed them. He mm. kind of changed his weight just at the last second. Bit sneaky like that. But Willie, I was thinking there that could we sort of roll into our predictions that we'll eventually do on this? Could we roll in a sort of mad shite Willie Collum will do a prediction right, as okay. well? Because I was thinking, right, try to come up with something good, but is it beyond them to book the same player three times or something? <laughs> well, when you mentioned that, there's, there's the first thing that I thought was send off the wrong player. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but that is plausible. Yeah, yeah. With the likes of Willie yeah. Collum, he could if there was a stramash in the box, mm-hmm. you could see him flashing a red card at Matt O'Reilly, and then the John replay. Kennedy. Uh, yeah, you, you show <laughs> the replay shows that Matt O'Reilly's nowhere near the yeah, incident yeah. or something like that. Yeah, there will be. Do you want to try and pick a specific, or do you just want to agree there will be some <laughs> mad shit, notable mad shite will happen? Yeah, in the game. yeah, yeah the notable mad shit. <laughs> um, Melly, who can hurt Celtic in that Rangers team? Uh, I think it will be Willie Collum. Well, <laughs> that's the most obvious one, but uh, the set pieces thing kind of worries me a bit because mm. they're just a, a more physical team than us. Plus, we don't give up many chances in open play, so no. we're going to get the chances. We have seen this in the very recent past: Goldson getting goals against us, Hellander getting mm. goals against us. Was it Katic? previously mm-hmm. has yeah. scored against us so it's nothing new for Rangers centre-halves I know he's not at the club at the moment but it's nothing new for Rangers centre-halves to be stealing in from set pieces and getting goals but I still can't get away from the fact that Brian Kent seems to just dance his way in and out yeah. in these games and he seems to seems to be the bigger the opponent 
he shows up. So I think it, that's I, one call. I know we joke about it, right? But he is dangerous in many respects. But he's a diving, diving wee toad. <laughs> he is that, and it's just, but he dives and. If and Colin go- loves to give fills. And you're these going are the to get a players- penalty for most of the time. You do it. You do it. I mean, these the- are things players look at. They yeah. look at what referees refereeing the match, and and they'll know. Oh, he's fucking. He gives free kicks for God knows what. So th- there'll be a lot of diving for Ryan Kent. Oh, there'll be loads, and that's why another reason why I wouldn't want a guy like Neil Beaton in there because he will make that rash challenge. Mm. And when I look at the the Celtic backline, when I think it's going to be cut of Vickers, Starfelt, Taylor, and Juranovic, while it's not massive. There's nobody that I'd think would maybe lose their temperament or make an, a, a silly challenge unless it could happen, but it just doesn't exactly. seem like it's, that's the kind of thing. But if you're going to say who's going to get a red card in the Celtic team, I'd, I'd go with Hitati. I think it would be a challenge from him that would just be not malicious, but just ill-timed and uh, just too vigorous. That's that, a honestly really handsome point. Not the question asked, though. <laughs> uh, Stephen, I said to in the Rangers team, can I Ryan Others again, we'll, we'll need to see the lineup because I'm not buying the Morelos thing. It might well be injured, yeah. but you know, just as soon just as the if he it, yeah. Roof has scored goals against Rangers, eh, Rangers against Celtic in the mm. past four Rangers. Sakala, is he likely to play? I don't, I don't really. What did I say? Boy, they they, they, they two had COVID, but they should be back. I think the boy they got for Man U, Diallo. He's not featured for a long time. He he showed himself up in the, the game at Celtic mm. Park. Is just, I mean, a talented player from all accounts. Uh, that he's tripped. Transferred for big money, but doesn't he fancy it that Glasgow Rangers? Nah, does he? A bizarre transfer, an absolutely bizarre transfer to bring him in. So I don't expect to see him at all, unless you know it's a hail mary in the last five minutes. Mm. What does this game mean for Ange? Oh, it could be it could be huge, but at the same time, I don't think it's a disaster if we get beat. It will still be clear by goal difference, and can it Celtic's remaining games? I'm still confident we can do it, but it could be that sort of. Martin O'Neill at Ibrooks game where mm. you go, you know what, we are onto something here, but we're definitely onto something because you can't have a manager going through his time at Celtic or Rangers and not going away from home and winning because these are the big games, these are the ones you need to win. So it could be, I think it could be monumental for him because if we win this Sunday, we're looking very good for the league, but also gives us that belief going into this semi-final as mm. well that look, we can beat this team, whether it's at home, whether it's away, whether it's at Hamden. So it could be huge for him. And after seeing the season tickets come out the day and that team talk he'd done mm-hmm. before the cup final, that this is what Andrew's made for. These are the kind of games that he will relish and I, I'm sure he'll be looking forward to it. There's a lot of talk, Stephen, about, you know, Ange could prove people wrong. and, and it, I think it's a bit condescending. I don't mm, think yeah. Ange needs to win this game to prove anyone wrong. I think all the Celtic fans are really on board. I had to be listen back to our uh, reaction to Ange. We, we produced a, a, a on the day reaction to Ange getting announced, and I remember thinking at the time, "This is a disaster here. Who is this guy? Yeah. Not quite Alan Brazil levels, you know." <laughs> um, Appointing Alan Brazil, I, I can't get to anything Alan Brazil levels of anything redness, <laughs> weight gain, uh, intoxication, just, just mass. Ah, yeah, there's Alan Alan Brazil is above levels above me on absolutely everything. <laughs> But the indignant <laughs> reaction to the, the, the Postacoglu thing will go down in history. We were we were cautious but excited yeah. across across the board, really. I went back and listened to it and we were like, look, it's, we're nervous about the board, not the man. That was yeah. the takeaway from what we were. We were, we're cautious about excited. But I think Ange has proven way before now that he's a, he's a manager of substance. He's a great football manager. But there's always, as you said, Millie, there's always that one game 
that one game. I think he had it at Celtic Park. Yeah. But, but beating them at Ibrox is something different. And I think, I, I, I just think that if there's anyone else left unsure of Ange by now, one, where have you been? What are you doing? Yeah. Um, that, that's ridiculous that you're unsure of the guy after seeing him for, for so long in this season. But this Rangers game, I think you win this. I think it's over. I think the league's over. And I and I think and Ange post Ange will not let the team slide from that position. I just don't think it's in his DNA. I don't think it's in this Celtic team to go six points clear and let it slide. Now I know Martin O'Neill's Celtic team at the five points clear with three games to go or something like that. Sure in his last season, I don't think it's just Ange I just have so much trust in him. They just wouldn't let it happen. It's just for me. I know this is famous last words. I know I do this on the podcast or thing, but if we beat Rangers and go six points clear, I've got so much faith in that manager that I just don't see it slipping from Argaras at that point. It's a good lead. It's a good mm. position to be in. That's that's what I would say. It's a. I'd do, you, do you think it would change Ange's mentality for the games? Do you think how would he? How would it? How would it be for him? Is what I suppose what I'm trying to ask. Do you mean is he going to consider it sort of almost like one hand on the trophy if we would win he, this game? Yeah, would he be like there? I've arrived. I've done it. I've this. I've got. I've got one hand on the trophy now. No, it, it just doesn't seem the type. When he says, I know that to, to an extent, we've spoken before about how you know the the players and the manager say we don't pay attention to what mm. Rangers are doing, but that's impossible. Yeah. That's it's impossible. So we do sort of. Take that with a just a slight pinch of salt when he says things like that. But see when he says that, or see if it was to come out after this game and we won it handsomely and we're six points clear and at least what that at least sixteen goals ahead mm-hmm. in goal difference as well. If he comes out and says that he's not interested in talk of the title, I'll believe him. I'll, I'll actually believe him. Yeah. Now, again, I say it's a good position to be in. It's certainly better than the position Rangers will be in if we win this game. But you're right to say that Celtic have thrown away leagues from. Position from really good positions before, so I won't be counting my chickens again. I, I mentioned it up front childhood trauma. I'll, yeah. I'll never get over it. I was brought up in some bad eras, so I, I will never, until we've got the, the hands in the trophy, I'll never fully buy into it. But it's going to be a very good position to be in. It could boil down to not mathematically, not mm. arithmetically. It, we can't win the trophy, we can't win the title in this game. But if we do go on to win the title, we probably will look back on this moment as the as the clincher Aye. basically you know. that, that's I mean there's just something I've just got so much faith at the moment I'm not crying uh, <laughs> just GI. I've got uh, so much faith in the, this Angers team I just think it's it's a completely different prospect I know Rangers are a strong team I know they're a good team and I know they get players to hurt us but I just think and I think Angers the better manager Yeah, I think we've got the better players see a final thing before we move away from that where I was going with the, the Martin O'Neill chat as well I think not only is it a, an unfair comparison because it was 16 to 17 years ago or whenever that, that happens, right? So it's a long time ago. But the difference here, not a difference in mentality of manager, but that team was on the way down. That that team was coming to the, yeah. the end of its cycle and all that kind of stuff with ageing players and all that. But I, I just think this team is just getting better and better, just getting hungrier and more, you know, just just more Ange-like, really. I yeah. think I'm, I'm, fully, I'm fully confident that this team is just... It's got the bit between the teeth, all those cliches and all that, but I just, it's in sight. As much as we're not going to talk about winning the title on this day, the the finishing line is in sight here and I just feel like this team has got enough about it to keep that going. I still feel even if we lost at the weekend, it wouldn't be a disaster and we can yeah. still go on and win the league. So that's how much faith I have in the manager and this team. You're going away there and I, I still think the fans will play a massive part in this. So we could beat them back at Celtic Park. We can... 
if we lose this game, I fully expect us to go on and win the next six league games anyway. Mm. So I still have massive faith in us to do that. It's just, it can be a defining game for them where you just go, like I've already said, we arrived when we beat them at Celtic Park. But again, this could be it. We're like, no, that this is definitely the start of something special. But at the same time, Draw a loss isn't a, well. A, a draw is not a disaster, but no. a loss as well. I still think Celtic can get back on track straight away, unless we lose seventeen nil. Oh, people will clip that. <laughs> you'll be jinxed if we if we lose seventeen nil. Listen, on the morning of the game, we are going to be here with the Glasgow Derby breakfast. We'll be reviewing the papers and the press before the game. Stephen chuckles because it was a right, <laughs> it was a right good laugh. When, <laughs> yeah. It was a right good laugh last time. Yeah, that's video content on Patreon. After the game, we're going to be doing live reaction, more video content right after the game. And obviously, we'll have the usual podcast and stuff. And then following the game, we'll obviously be back here doing the flagship podcast. But Patreon is the place to join us on Sunday for full coverage of that game. Stephen, is it winner take all? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know what? It's. I think it's half and half. <laughs> right, winner, winner takes half. No, it's winner takes all of Celtic win, right? For right. us. But if they win, as Mel said, I think we can still beat them at Celtic so Park. So it's not winner takes all. <laughs> so, so, what? So it's no winner takes yeah, so all. It's, so it's not. <laughs> so well, I asked the question. I said, <laughs> is it winner takes all? Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it's not. And Bullied I, them on podcast. Yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. I, I want this. To, I wanted that to be like a big, a good big sound bite there. Mm-hmm. Where we've nailed our colours to the mast. Categorically stated, it's winner, winner bust. But it's it's not. I think we're. In a good position, and I, I, I just agree that it's not a total disaster if we lose. It, it's a, it's a good psychological boost for them if they win at home, uh, you know, in front of their being hordes. But you know that that's all it will be. Answer this: Why do I feel like we're going to pump them? <laughs> Why am I confident? Because that that's kind of what anyone who consumes any kind of. Celtic media, and I'm not talking about podcasts. You're going to say I can yeah. there to come to that <laughs> conclusion. So, anyone who consumes paupers will come to. <laughs> but, but no, the, the, anyone who consumes anything that comes out of Celtic, whether it's you know, press conferences and these little videos that have been coming out, and in training right at the start of the season, yeah. you know, all these all these wee snippets and all, that, can't like fail to. To be sort of confident, intoxicated. I, yeah, ex- exactly. I, I, Alan Brazil yeah. levels of intoxicated <laughs> when it comes to how much I love Ange. Yeah, that's dangerous levels of intoxication. <laughs> Maybe ease back a bit from that. But but I think that's it. I think that's not only as he not only as he put this into the team. It's it's kind of permeated to the fans as well. Like it's it's kind of swept through the fan. Mm. Most fans. I can't speak for everyone. I'm sure there are one or two wrong people out there still still <laughs> naysaying. But uh, I think I think that's what it is. I think Ange has basically managed and coached all of us, right? Yeah, yeah. Not only the players. Yeah, and it's one of these ones now where I look forward to the games now rather than last season. I was absolutely terrified of them and just wanted them out the way. But looking forward to the game. I don't think it'll be winner-takes-all because, as I said, I still think Celtic can can pull it back. Well, Do you can, agree if we win, though, the league's over for them? Eh, probably pretty much. Yeah, yeah but I'll, I don't, I'll never say that because <laughs> I'm a shake back. <laughs> <laughs> but eh, if, I'm, if I'm being honest, I think it'll be a draw at the weekend. Mm, yeah. but I, possibly even nil-nil. I, uh, I, I think Celtic will win, but I think we'll go behind. I think we'll come back to win. Mm. I think we'll come back to win the game. I think, I think Rangers will score. Um, but we just don't give up a lot of chances I was thinking about that as well um, I was thinking about going behind in this game and statistically it would show that you know more often than not as you said earlier the, the team that scores first more often than not wins this fixture I feel like this is different as well I'm not going to say anything silly like mm. going behind 
in a game doesn't <laughs> no, but go, going behind in a game doesn't make it harder to win the game. Of course it does, yeah. that, but it's very nature. It makes it harder to win the game. But I still have a lot of confidence in this Celtic team just not losing the head. Like we've not really seen that. How often over the last couple of seasons in Europe and things like that, it became the running joke on here that about uh, how like, as soon as we concede in Europe, the heads go down. We just yeah, concede well, more and more and more. And I know that that's happened a couple of times this season. Just don't. I don't have that feeling about it for big games about this team. So whether I'm completely deluded, we sit here a couple of days before the game and it could go a completely different way. But even if Celtic go 1-0 down, I'm not going to be panicking about it. No, I've got so high. And that's what it comes down to. I've got a lot of faith in Ange that if we lose a goal, I think we're always, and we've got the quality of players. It's just, Why? I just think, and it's not a cop-out, but I just think last season, for so many reasons, there's no resemblance to what's happening at Celtic this season there's no competition between no. what happens at this season so you look at this season and this season's record tells you we've got the, the league form to back up we've got the players to back up the league form we've got the performance at Ibrox when we were not even ready with half a team that wasn't as bad as people seem to think it wasn't remember and you've got that game at Celtic Park which was nothing even close to a, a contest we just ran right over the top of them and all these things and the quality of manager we've got and just the fact that even the small things like we no European football for us now so more rest time and also conversely to that more time on the training pitch for the manager to get his ideas across more time to prep for games more time for to rotate the squad and all that you look at Rangers they've really only got they're starting to live in there's one or two changes they can make but their squad doesn't have the depth that ours does a few terrible transfers I've seen to that um, I just think all, all signs are pointing to a, a positive Celtic outcome uh, so, with that, with all the confidence I've got brimming, here's my team. Tell me if you disagree or agree, right? Joe Hart and go. Okay. Right, okay. <laughs> Barkas. <laughs> a real curveball. Sean's the Greek, some Greek loyalty there, but some people forgot he was at the club still a bit. Yeah. Right. Joe Hart, Juranovic. Yep. Taylor. Yep. Carter, Vickers, and Starfelt. Yep, yep. No arguments here. No nope. arguments there. McGregor. Yes. Atati. O'Reilly. Curveball potential, David Turnbull. Yeah, I, I was thinking about that. I've I've been thinking about mm. that. I, I would maybe be tempted to go with Turnbull and O'Reilly. I think O'Reilly is definitely. If you're not going to put Kyogo in after three months <laughs> out, you're not putting David Turnbull in. We've all worried about his stamina and that. You're not throwing him in at Ibrox. Mm. Come on. Okay, potential, right? Curveball. <laughs> uh, front three, Jota, Maeda, Burahashi. As per previous discussion, I mm. see the temptation, but I don't think it will be. I okay. think it will be Jakimakis. I there are obvious. Maswain, you may stick with Jakimakis. Uh, there are there are arguments to be made for Jota on the left, Abada on the right. For mm. I, I don't, I'm I'm not compelled by any of them. I think it's I got all about Forrest. Yeah, I, I just well, yeah, I think he was he's been injured recently as well, hasn't he? Or he didn't play in the last game. But um, I, I don't, I don't remove. Either Jota or Maida for Abada. No, just no. yet. I think you'd mentioned there. Even though he scored against Rangers before, he did. Um, he did, and he's he's been a dangerous player. Gone off the boil a little bit mm. recently. He has been. He has been very very good this season. But Go I think the roster for Australia. No, yeah, he Australia. Australia. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> Australia. Did you say wow. Um, <laughs> I think it was under 21. Right. Um, nah, it doesn't count. Uh, remember, remember, we started pretending to be interested in under 21 football when we had like Dembele and Edward. And all. Yes. Edward was playing for them when he was 27. And stuff like that. <laughs> uh, so I, I don't have a compelling enough reason to put a bad at in. He has been dangerous this season, but I think you go with your. It's not just about form players. We've already spoken about form books and stuff like that. It's mm. not just about that, but I. 
feel like those front three, the Jota, Maida and Giacomacchus can give them all sorts of problems and okay. all different problems okay. as well. They're, they're, you've got two, you've got serious hard work, you've got a dribbler, serious dangerous dribbler, you've got goals in there as well. I think that's that's how you go with it. Do you hear Joe Hart on the, I can't remember the name of the podcast, it was a silly name though. Up the stuff, up the stuff. Up this very silly name. Yeah, he was on a podcast, he was talking about his career to date. Podcast with silly names? <laughs> that's weird. Um, I know that's us <laughs> sitting here. Some people wonder, why the f- you call it that podcast and do you know what we can't even oh well it's because it used to be 20 minutes long and it's evidently not 20 minutes long now and alliteration and rhyming we're stuck with it yeah. and we're stuck, we can't change it yeah. because we've built an empire <laughs> on the back of it um, but Joe Hart was on that podcast he was talking about you know his career to date and all that sort of stuff and one of the things it did give me was a bit of insight into sometimes you look at a, a player's career and you think god he's been everywhere and he's been all over the place and he's been at some terrible clubs and some Bad decisions have been made. He's obviously a bit of a bad egg, but when you actually sit down and hear the player explain what's happened at all these different places, it gives you a bit of an insight and you think, oh, well, maybe you shouldn't really judge a book by its cover. Maybe sometimes, you know, players, it doesn't work out for various different reasons for players. Um, and Joe Hart was talking about how Celtic approached them prior to joining Spurs, um, but Celtic got cold feet because they told him there was no sell-on value uh, and they were worried that they'd be bringing right. him to the club and have, he would have no sell-on value. Then he said, um, oh, who was that wee Spurs manager to get used to smoke? He lasted six months after Mourinho. He came for Wills. No, no, Espirito Santo. Yes. Did it, I thought he used to smoke. They were making that joke in that podcast. Oh, they? Uh, they were making that joke in the podcast. <laughs> so they were saying that he was basically told that he's never going to kick a ball. For his his Spurs team because your body is broken. You've you, got no strength in your body. You've got no strength in your body. There comes a time in football. What was it? I wouldn't trust you to play one minute of yeah. football for us. <laughs> yeah. oh, wow. There comes a time your body as well. <laughs> can't handle the physicality of the game. And then he says after that he had a, a conversation with Angie and he just laid out mainly that he, what he wanted and what he expected from Joe, what he wanted, and what he expected from his next move. Yeah, and I think. Joe Hart will be crucial on Sunday because the leadership he brings as well. Yeah. Absolutely. You heard crucial. him in that video. See that Ange video? Uh, it's him. It's, it sounds yeah. a wee bit Irish in it, I thought. Mm. What's he doing there? But <laughs> as soon as Ange finished, him and McGregor, they're coming in. That's the two leaders in there, the two guys that you're really looking for. And it's the two guys that will just be, Cal McGregor spoke about it in a wee interview I've seen today, just about staying calm, staying mm. calm and play the way we want to play. And if those two guys are telling you they've got a wealth of experience, that's another reason I'm like, right, it'll be fine, it'll be fine. Even good saving the, save the Ibrox tie. Yeah, mm, yeah. Good he's a good Ibrox keeper tie. and he's a good leader, so it's exactly what Celtic we need, 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 <laughs> need right now. Yeah. Talk about distances travelled and, and how far we've come as a team. Joe Hart, but Christ, he's gone from being told he's basically like finished, <laughs> yeah. he's got no strength in his body, he's got no bones in his body to, to go for that to number one keeper for Celtic and a crucial part of this team. Uh, and the crucial part of this fixture in such a short space of time it, it's coming across like one of those stories you hear about how someone was told they would never walk again and mm. they end up running a marathon he, he was still a 32 year old keeper at the time <laughs> Jesus. It's, the thing about Joe Hart is one thing that struck me about Joe Hart is he's the sort of player that we rarely sign like the ageing guy the sort of tail end of career that puts in a shift and turns out really well it's the sort of player Rangers always sign Rangers seem to dig out these guys late 30s and they go God, God, how have they got a turn out of him Defoe yeah. For example, mm. Stephen Davis. How have you got a turn out of these guys? We've picked up Joe Hart and he's been absolutely solid for us. There was people like doubting him at the beginning. Oh yeah. Obviously, um, as as always happens. But there's just sometimes there's intangibles that players bring to games. Yeah. And and this leadership is one of them, and it's going to be crucial. That's another thing that we've not even mentioned. The leadership that we're going to have to need to go there that to keep the game under wraps, to keep the cool heads, and to stick to the game plan. A lot of the time these unta- intangibles, Stephen, they can win you a game. Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, th- that's why. 
That's why we love football in it. It's just that yeah. those, those mm. kind of those mysteries, those those chemistries that we you can't necessarily measure out in terms of numbers or anything like that. Joe Hart has has been a prime example of that. No one really thought it was going to work out. My doubt about him was not about how. You know, he can't play with his feet, can't save his left and all that stuff. It, it, was, it was none of that stuff. It was just that he's quite a long way past his peak now yeah. at this point. You know, and we, context is important because some of the names you've just rained off are Rangers. We've had loads of them in the past. We've Carlton Cole, Freddie Lundberg and all, the, all these guys who previously had a good reputation come up here and did absolutely nothing. So to all intents and purposes, Joe Hart could have been exactly along mm. those lines. We've seen so many of them over the years, but he's been the complete opposite of that. Absolute, but total professional. He's here for the right reasons as yeah, well. That's but, it. I mean, he's not. He's not skint. He's not getting paid like he's not getting paid minimum wage, double time on a Saturday or anything <laughs> like that. He, he is getting a decent <laughs> wage, but he didn't come here as a, a pension pot. He could easily have gone and played for take a pick Leeds or something. Like he that. said that. I don't know why that that's always my go-to example. He actually I, said on that podcast that he, if he didn't get a club that suited him. He would have just went and did charity games and bounce yeah. matches and all that just to just to pass on some knowledge because he's like he said that in that podcast he goes I don't need the money. No, even at that he could have gone and got himself one of these brilliant gigs down in England where you're a third choice keeper grown, uh, until you're about forty five or something like that and, and getting back paid to Man City, uh, yeah. getting paid about eighty grand a week could easily have done something like that. So he's here for the right reasons. He's playing some. It's been it's been great for Celtic. Yeah. We've spoken about it a number of times, but it, I think it's important to bring it up just now. Once the now that that's all come to light and ahead of this massive game for him, just how far he's come as well as Celtic have. Did you hear that, Joe Hart? We were very kind to you there, so <laughs> you need to put in a shift for us on Sunday because that's what we need from you. And on that, we will wrap up. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks to everyone who listens. Thanks to everyone who watches us on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. Leave a nice comment if you liked watching this podcast. We've had lots of really good feedback since we've joined YouTube. As always, patreon.com slash 20 Minute Tims is where you can join us on Sunday for full fan-led coverage of the game. One more thing, Jay. One more thing before Ooh. we wrap up. No, don't don't buy into too much of this. I know there's huge pressure on this Celtic team getting the league back. Right. You know, finally getting. Through, you know, this is off script. Yeah, dispelling hoodoos and all that. Mm. But I swear to God, Celtic, if you ruin episode number three hundred <laughs> of this podcast, massive pressure on this. I swear to God, you'll have us to answer to. This is Ibrox. That's what we're going to call it. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for watching and listening. 
and United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.